Historic Resources Commission, and at 6 p.m. on October 19th. And we've just lost power. No? Yeah, we're going to hang on a second. It's now we're off the air, and we've got my uh, computer decided to uh, restart. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> yep, I see City Hall video is... This broke. It looks like we're still on Zoom, though. So should I yeah, go? Since I still see you. Run through here. I don't. I mean, it might work. I just okay. don't know if people can hear. Don't be able to hear. Uh, Jody, can you hear us? You find out. I mean, yes. Okay, I'd say continue. All right, let's continue. I'm calling the meeting to order. Um, Avery, would you like to go through the preliminary info? Yes, thank you. Good evening and welcome to the October 19th Historic Resources Commission meeting. My name is Avery Kerner and with me is Lynn Braddock Zollner, the Historic Resources Administrator. Together, we will work alongside the chair to facilitate the meeting proceedings tonight. Before we begin, I have just a few reminders to share with everyone. Tonight's meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel, Cable Channel 25. For those who are attending the meeting virtually, please remember to mute yourself when you are not actively speaking to help minimize distractions. When the chair calls for public comment on an item, anyone attending in person may approach the podium to speak. If you are attending the meeting virtually and would like to provide public comment on an item, please use the raise your hand feature to be called upon. We also ask that everyone state their name before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. And with that, I'll turn the meeting back over to the chair. Thanks, Avery. Let's take a roll call vote of the commission. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes present. Commissioner well, Jolly. Sorry. Commissioner Johnson is absent as well. Um, Commissioner Izell. Here. Commissioner Klein. Present. Commissioner Holly is absent. Commissioner Meyer. Here. And Chair Coleman is here. Moving on to communications, it looks like we have received communications from um, the um, State Historic Preservation Officer in the general public. You have several nominations. Um, as part of your certified local government agreement, it allows the Historic Resources Commission to comment on um, National Register nominations that are going before the site's board of review. You have three of those this evening, two in Lawrence and one in Eudora. Um, typically, the Historic Resources Commission looks at these nominations and determines whether or not they choose to send a letter of recommendation if there's something inaccurate or needs to be added to the nomination this would also be the time to do that thank you does anyone have any um, comments or uh, questions about the nominations presented I would just say that all three uh, nominations are remarkable, need to be done, glad they're happening. Um, Trinity, Trinity Lutheran has a fantastic uh, history, as does uh, the First Methodist uh, Church of uh, Eudora and certainly the First Presbyterian. So I found out how and why it left the corner 
<laughs> and moved out to Clinton. So that was helpful. So um, I strongly recommend uh, each of those three nominations. Mr. Chairman, I would recommend them also. Um, I have not done the historical research to determine if something should be added or subtracted from the nominations. Neither have I. Um, but I do feel that each of the three are worthy of nomination. And I believe our uh, procedure is to write a letter of support and send that along with these nominations. Do you need a motion to that effect? Yes, I do. I so move that um, our esteemed historic resources administrator, Lynn Zollner, write a letter on behalf of the commissioners supporting the nominations of Trinity Lutheran Historic District, First Methodist Church of Eudora, and the First Presbyterian Church in Lawrence um, for state for the state register. No, for the national. I think. Thank you. Do I hear a second? Commissioner Ezell, I second. Wonderful. We'll take a, a vote. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes, aye. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Aye. Commissioner Meyer. Aye. And Chair Coleman is an aye. We have five ayes and two absent. And it looks like we also have a staff report on the rezoning of 2111 East 15th Street. Did you want to present that or? Commissioner Meyer, this is a communication regarding 2111 East 15th Street. That is also located later on your agenda under miscellaneous items and staff would recommend that you discuss that communication with that miscellaneous item. We will do so. Okay, moving on to disclosure of ex parte communications. Has any commissioner had uh, discussions outside of the, the meeting? Um, I had communications with um, a member of the Lawrence Preservation Alliance and um, two members of the Brook Creek um, Neighborhood Association. Any others? I had you... communication with uh, Chuck Magrill who emailed uh, about the proposed development uh, east of Oak Hill, and I forwarded his emails to uh, the committee um, under the Watkins Museum that deals with the preservation of the cemetery and to uh, Lynn as well. Excellent. And Commissioner Klein, could you state what your communications were with those two groups? Um, uh, the uh, LPA was uh, in regard to um, some general uh, plans, future plans for the Historic Resources Commission, um, actions that we might take, which I believe are underway already. And um, the other two were in regard, at, at Brook Creek, were uh, in regard to the same thing as as uh, as uh, Mr. Haynes, Commissioner Haynes mentioned, as well as um, um, a personal friend of mine who happened to call me today, who happens to live in that neighborhood. Thank you. Are there any declarations of abstention for specific agenda items tonight by the commissioners? 
No, I hear none. And uh, the last, do we have any committee reports this month? We do not have any committee reports this month. All right, moving on to the consent agenda. We have uh, meeting minutes from September 21st. I move approval of uh, the September 21st minutes. Commissioner Izzell, I'll second. Thank you, Commissioner Klein and Commissioner Izzell. Uh, we'll take a, a vote, a real call vote. Uh, Commissioner Haynes? Commissioner Haynes, aye. Commissioner Izzell? Commissioner Izzell, aye. Commissioner Klein? Um, Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer? Aye. Chair Coleman is an aye. Five to zero two absent um and then item b2 administrative approvals we have several items on the list any comments or discussion related to these nope could i have a motion to approve Commissioner Ebenzell, I move to approve the administrative items. And a second. Commissioner Klein seconds. Thank you, Commissioner Azell and Commissioner Klein. We'll take a vote. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes, aye. Commissioner Izell. Commissioner Izell, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer. Aye. And Chair Coleman is an aye. Passes five eyes, zero to uh, two absence. At this time, we'll take public comment for items not on the agenda, which I'll remind you that the uh, property near Oak Hill Cemetery, we have moved to the end of the agenda. Um, so that will happen at that time. Good evening, Commissioners. Dennis Brown, Lawrence Preservation Alliance. Uh, Lawrence Preservation Alliance and the local branch of the NAACP is proud to present a historic homes walking tour that uh, has a focus on aspects of our community's Black history. Uh, in particular, 1921, when the local branch received its charter from the national organization. Uh, there were 50 signers of that original charter in Lawrence, and uh, 35 of them had, uh, 36 of them had uh, addresses within the city limits. LPA feels like uh, 15 of those houses they were residing in when they signed are still here, although two or three of them are probably uh, uh, altered. Um, but the, there were three primary leaders uh, in that organization in that drive to start the, char the chapter that are within the tour area that we're walking from 12th to 14th Street and Connecticut to Pennsylvania Street. Uh, those three primary houses uh, we will focus on with uh, a short history presentation in front of each house, five to seven minutes. 
But then the whole tour, there'll be various things to talk about as we go along. We've been working with uh, our historian for this project is Commissioner Klein. Uh, she's done a tremendous job. She has a lot of information and has done a lot of research on this community's uh, figure, black historical figures in our community's history. Uh, uh, the handout that she's uh, uh, developed for Turgors alone is worth the $10 cost of the ticket for the tour. And she will give one of the presentations. Uh, second presentation will be given by Ursula Minor, the longtime president of the NAACP. And the third presentation will be given by a black woman educator for the in Lawrence who uh, uh, grew up in East Lawrence as a, a child in a large family. And those folks will be walking along the tour with us and we'll have various things to say as we go along. Of course, we're LPA, we're interested in housing types, various structures. So we're going to have Stan Hernley with us also walking, helping us identify certain housing styles and uh, talk about various things that an architectural historian might notice, whereas we would not. Uh, so that's quite a group for us to be walking with. It's a, it's a 10 block tour, take 90 minutes. Um, there's two tour dates. The first one is October 29th. That's a Sunday, uh, 1.30 to 3. Uh, the second one is a week later, November 5th. And as of this afternoon, we're, we're capping the tickets at 20 uh, per tour. We don't want too big a group. We're outside listening to people talk. Uh, and as of this afternoon, there were eight tickets available for the 29th and five for November 5th. So the tickets are going fast. Uh, like I said, they're, they're uh, $10 a piece. Um, the last thing that's interesting about this tour area, I've been walking it and thinking about it and learning more about it for probably three or four months that's taken to develop this tour, uh, is to my knowledge, there's not one structure in the tour area that has any historic protections at all. National, state, local, environs, nada. So that's an interesting thing for us to think about as we take this tour. Uh, uh, for all the commissioners, anyone listening or viewing, uh, if there's tickets left, we'd love to have you. We're super excited about it and looking forward to uh, uh, learning and sharing information that we know. Thanks. Thank you. That sounds like an exciting event. Any other public comment? No? Um, so then we'll move. Oh, yes. Just want a clarification. So the question on the uh, Oak Hill Cemetery environs, is that listed as an agenda item? So I should wait until. Yes, that is listed at the end uh, in uh, the miscellaneous category. Okay, public hearing item uh, number one, DR 2300330. Okay, good evening again, commissioners. 
this item. Okay, so this item is DR-23-00330. And with this application, the applicant is requesting to rehabilitate the existing accessory structure at 627 Louisiana Street and to construct a new one and a half story accessory structure in the northwest corner of the property. The proposed project requires a certificate of appropriateness review and state law review because it's located in the environs of two locally listed properties, which are the Wilder Clark House at 643 Indiana Street and the Henry Martin House at 627 Ohio Street. It's also located in the Old West Lawrence Historic District, which is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Standard 9 of Chapter 22, the illustrative design criteria listed in Section 22-505 and the Secretary of the Interior Standards 1, 2, 5, 6, 9, and 10 apply to the proposed project. This is a map showing the location of the proposed project at 627 Louisiana Street in relation to the two locally listed properties and within the Old West Lawrence Historic District. The subject property is in the center of the image outlined in light blue. The listed properties are in dark blue and the Old West Lawrence Historic District is in red. These are photos of the existing accessory structure on the property. In the top left corner of the screen is the front east elevation of the accessory structure, which faces Louisiana Street. The other three photos show the existing facade on the north, south, and west elevations of the structure, which are primarily composed of concrete masonry units. The applicant is proposing to convert the existing accessory structure from a single car garage into an art studio. The improvements proposed to the existing structure would include installing a wood-burning fireplace and chimney on the northeast part of the structure which you can see here uh, on the proposed west and ele east elevations at the top of the screen. They would also be replacing the garage doors on the east elevation of the structure with new Anderson 100 series windows, covering the exposed concrete masonry units with horizontal lap siding, and removing two small windows on the south side of the structure and then one small window on the west side of the structure. And then these are renderings submitted by the applicant to show the accessory structure with the proposed improvements. And this is the proposed site plan submitted by the applicant, which shows the existing accessory structure on the south end of the property at the bottom of the screen. And then the location of the proposed new accessory structure in the northwest corner of the property. The proposed accessory structure would be located in what's currently an open yard adjacent to the alley to the west. These are the submitted elevations of the proposed accessory structure. The structure would be one and a half stories tall to accommodate a storage space above a two-car garage. The garage door of the structure would open towards the alley to the west, and the structure itself would be constructed using horizontal lap siding, Anderson 100 series windows, asphalt roofing, and stone facing around the base of the structure. And then these are the renderings of the proposed accessory structure that were submitted by the applicant. So the proposed project generally meets the applicable standards of review. The only concern for staff would be the wood-burning fireplace and chimney proposed on the northeast part of the existing accessory structure. The proposed wood-burning fireplace and chimney would be atypical for structures of this type. So staff is of the opinion that if the wood-burning fireplace and chimney were removed from the project, 
the project would meet the applicable standards for review and would recommend approval. And with that, I'd be happy to help answer any questions the commission may have. Thank you. I was wondering if a, an architect or, well, let's see, if you could elaborate on on the problem with the chimney, because from what I could tell, the house already has a chimney and there's other homes in the environs uh, in the neighborhood that have chimneys as well. So I'm not clear about why the chimney is not appropriate. So the existing accessory structure is a small single car garage. And so a wood burning fireplace and chimney would not be historically seen on structures of this type in the historic district. So you're saying it's because it's on a garage that makes a difference? Correct. Hmm. I personally don't see a problem with it, but that's me. Is there any way that the chimney could be shrunk or changed in any way to where it would be acceptable? Or is it just because it's an accessory structure and it detracts from the main structure? My understanding is that the proposed chimney would alter the, the roof shape of the existing structure and with it being a single car garage that would alter that roof form for their structure of that type. And so I don't know if the, the applicant could speak to other designs that may not require a chimney on the roof, but that would be. Well, it's possible that the applicant could answer all of our questions if we would let them present okay. their position, I suppose. Is the applicant present? Hi. Yeah. Can you see me? Yes. You can hear me? Okay. Uh, I'm Roy Lay and I'm uh, talking on behalf of the owners. Yeah, I was I was pleased that you recommended approval of the, the windows and the siding and all that, but I would like to ask the commission to consider at least um, some form of fireplace on this structure. I would call this a Tudor-style structure, but it's a little odd as I spoke to Lynn. Um, it looks like it was built post 1950, um, but Lynn's records, I believe, state it was built in 1940. But even at 1940, <clears throat> it seems a little um, late for this style to be a prime example of of Tudor style. So um, it's also not uh, really the style of the main house, which used to be a three and a half story house. It was quite large, but they had a fire in the seventies and um, just reshaped the gable on the end and renovated it pretty nicely. And they were able to preserve a lot of the original features of the house. But um, I would say generally it, it doesn't feel to be the same style as the house. So I figured also the fact that it wasn't really a prime example of Tudor would give a little bit more flexibility, but I understand that it might be just the fact that it's a garage structure originally versus a little accessory structure, like a detached kitchen or something like that, that you might've found on a house of this era. Um, 
So I, I'm open to modifying it and making it less um, bulky, I guess. Um, a lot of Tudor fireplaces kind of had a stepped pattern on them and kind of diminished as they worked their way up. Um, it also could be shorter because the owners are going to switch to gas instead of wood burning. So those are two things to consider as you um, debate this. I also noticed there's um, a project at 742 Indiana Street that looks like it was approved between 2016 and 2018, according to the aerial maps. And I would like to know if if you are going to reject this, why that one was approved. Um, it might have been different conditions. I can see it's outside the environs, but it's still a fireplace on a detached structure in old West Lawrence. So um, I'm hoping you will approve this, but I'm, I'm happy to answer any more questions you've got. So thank you. Thank you. I um, in looking at this uh, submittal. Oh, sure. Is there any public comment before we get into a discussion? Doesn't look like we have any online public nope. comment. Okay, without uh seeing any public comment, we'll go straight into the discussion. I I don't see a problem with the fireplace myself, as Commissioner Klein has stated her opinion. Um I see that the the property is within Old West Lawrence and, you know, the environs of the other two listed properties. The uh, accessory structure is now a garage and was built as one and it's being converted into a studio. And I understand that. And logically, to me, it because of that conversion and because it's in the district, that the changes to that structure should be in character with the rest of the district and they are building a new garage. So I wouldn't want it to look like there were two garages on the site. And I guess that's where my my mind is going with this and looking at the um you know chapter 22 and what we're we're charged to do with it today. Any other thoughts? Well, I think the fireplace is shown or the chimney as shown is very bulky and large compared even to the ones on the much larger house. Uh, and if they could switch to a gas fireplace, it doesn't look like you could run the flue out the back because there's an overhang there, but uh, you could run it up through the roof and maybe, I don't know, make it match the roof to where it doesn't stand out. I don't know. There's got to be a way to, I would think to where this wouldn't wouldn't be such a big deal. Roy, do you have any uh, any ideas? Yeah, it was a recent change to switch it to gas, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if um, we have enough wall space and clearances, just code wise, to get a wall vent on these. Um, so if if the fireplace were not to be approved. Um, we would still need some sort of a chimney to achieve it. And it's going to be exponentially harder to get it way up to the ridge of the building or um, 
the side of the building rather than just building a chimney out of either stone or brick or something smaller. But, um, well, if it was gas, it could be a much shorter as well. It could be much shorter. That's true. I think the homeowners do like the aesthetic of it though. So I'm, I'm fighting for that, <laughs> but it, it's more that it's there rather than it being exactly like what we've drawn. So we could, like you said, reduce the bulk, make it more similar to what's on the main house, um, or even go the Tudor route and do some kind of a stepped fireplace that's larger on the bottom than it is on the top. But it's kind of an odd thing because it's supposed to be subservient to the main house, but it's not the same style. We tried really hard to make the new garage match all the original features on the house pre-fire. So, um, yeah, we we have some flexibility. I just, I feel um, removing the fireplace would be unfortunate, the chimney at least. I'm just, this is this is Jody Meyer. I was I'm just sitting here looking at the main house and the plans. I mean, it looks like the chimney is actually larger than the chimneys on the main house. I'm not I'm not opposed to a fireplace in there. It just it just looks a lot larger than the main house. And then I think with the brick against the dark shingles makes it look even maybe even makes it look larger than what it might be that's just kind of my concern about it now that neil spelled it out like that yeah it would be very easy to reduce the the scale of it and probably would help the budget as well <laughs> is this something we could send to the arc and we can yes And I didn't, I should say too, I didn't, uh, this Jody Meyer again, I didn't drive past the location, but I, it does seem like that's also visible from like the main side. Like if you're on the street in front of the house, like the chimney would be like pretty visible, would it not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's set back, but yes. Oh, right. Set back, but like. Right. Line aside. Parallel. Well, it seems that um, the consensus might be to send it to ARC. Unless we can, I mean, unless we can agree, you know, to, to just put in a, um, to move it with the fireplace and chimney with the fireplace in a smaller, less, what's the word? Obtrusive. Obtrusive chimney. Would that work? Or do we have to get specific I about the size of the chimney? Say. Yeah, get sp specific about the size or how much less or. 
Is this is Roy? Uh, is this something though that maybe Lynn could administratively approve if I significantly reduce it? I know that a lot of times we go to the ARC, but it's a time time issue, and we've already we submitted this like six weeks ago, and I know the owners are anxious to get started. Um, is there any way to expedite this by me giving you a a um, commitment to reducing it significantly or matching I, the main house? Yeah, I don't think that could be done. I think if it's there, if if it's there, the commission could vote to approve it as it stands, or we could vote to send it to ARC, um, or we could vote if they were willing to remove it entirely. We could vote for that, but I so, don't. So we can't approve it with a smaller with conditions. No, that's why we have the ARC hmm. to establish those conditions. Uh, something this small, I would think the ARC probably could deal with relatively quickly. Maybe. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Need to speak for them. I agree. Yeah. Is that possible within a week well, or two? I this is Jody Meyer. I think that's probably a question for the ARC members. I, it sounds to me like Roy's saying, you know, you got to meet with the ARC, then bring it back here. So we're looking at it like maybe a November meeting. That's what he was trying to avoid. So, yeah, it just feels like an unnecessary burden if I'm willing to shrink it, you know, and if that's acceptable. I, I mean, um, unless the ARC is wanting some really detailed or intricate design. I mean, it's just kind of a dimensional question, but I'll, I guess, leave it up to you. And I'm not sure of Commissioner Holly's schedule and how quickly we could get a meeting arranged. Well, again, as, as Ron's pointing, or Roy, I'm sorry, is pointing out, um, even if the he met with, Jay Holly or, you know, another um, architect, um, we're still talking uh, the November meeting before we could approve it. Mm -hmm. But the commission is fine with the rest of the submittal. I feel like we need a, we need Jay here. Partial. <laughs> and we give the go ahead to the rest of the project. And yeah. I yeah, just hold up. Let, do it. Is that possible, Lynn? You can separate since they're two different structures. You can approve the new accessory structure and send the rehabilitation of the existing structure to the architectural review committee. They would meet um, before, and this would be placed on the November agenda. Does that help you and your client at all, Roy? Um, you're muted. What does the timeline look like then? Is that so the ARC would meet when? Between now and the November meeting. Okay. And the November meeting is what, the 16th? That sounds right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at least you could get started on the accessory structure. But hold off on, again, whatever applies to, to the chimney size of it. 
I'm not sure if that's possible. Is it possible? Uh, you're asking me. Yes, I'm asking you, Roy, okay. if, it, if it's Sorry. possible that you could get started on the accessory structure, but still make, still plan it so that you can still figure out the chimney later. It'd be two permits, right? That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, two permits. Well, anytime we split up a permit, it, we have to charge the homeowner for that extra uh, time. Um, this and, would require two building permits if yeah. they're two separate structures. Yeah, you have to have a completely Any separate permit for each structure. We could apply for a permit, though, right, and still wait for the HRC approval. Like, we could apply for a permit, assuming you'll approve a smaller fireplace, and then um, that permit is granted pending um, HRC can, approval. Yes, you can submit for the building permit. They will flag it for historic review. And then as soon as the HRC approves the project, that historic review would be released. So in theory, um, you could, if all your other outstanding code issues are addressed, you could bit, get the permit the day after the HRC meeting. Okay. I just know we're, we're running into cold weather. So there is some concrete work that will have to be done on the, on the uh, existing structure. So I'm a little worried if we wait, leave it till then. Um, that could be an issue, but I understand the, the process. So. Well, do I hear a motion for either sending it to ARC or approving it as it stands? So, Lynn, are there three parts to this? You've got uh, you've got two accessory structures, and then you have a remodel on the main building. It's a remodel of one accessory structure and the construction of a new accessory structure. Just two parts. Yes. Okay, so I would move that we send the art studio accessory structure to the ARC and approve the garage structure. Second, Commissioner Klein. Thank you for that motion and the second. I'll take a we'll take a vote. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes, aye. Commissioner Rizel. Commissioner Rizel, aye. Commissioner Klein. Commissioner Klein, aye. Commissioner Meyer. Aye. And Chair Coleman is an aye. So vote passes five to zero, sending it to ARC. Thank you. Um, we are at item number two. DR 
This is DR 23-00331. It's for new construction to be located at 815-821 Vermont Street. It is located in the Downtown Urban Conservation Overlay District and subject to the Downtown Design Guidelines. It's also located in the environs of several properties listed in the Lawrence Register of Historic Places and requires a certificate of appropriateness. The property that it's located in the environs of, it's the Lucy Hobbs Taylor House directly to the north at 809 Vermont Street, Fire Station Number 1 at 745 Vermont Street, and the Carnegie Library at 200 West 9th Street. This shows the property location outlined in the light blue here with the Lucy Hobbs Taylor directly to the north, fire station number one, and then the Carnegie Library to the south. This shows the existing property. Um, there's currently an orchard there. It's been vacant for some time. So it's showing a different view of the vacant land. This is the main elevation or the east elevation of the structure. You'll notice that there is um, brick, CMU split face block, metal panels and balconies on the front. The storefront does not um, it have a typical three part storefront with a bulkhead display windows and transom. This is showing the rear elevation, again with balconies, the metal panels, and the CMU block. This is showing that north elevation, which will be adjacent to the Lucy Hobbs Taylor House. And this is the south elevation that will be adjacent to the one-story commercial U-shaped building. The applicant has submitted a rendering, which is on the screen now. This will be a three-story building. It will have approximately 9,561 square foot footprint. It will be 40 feet tall. Um, the downtown design guidelines apply as well as Standard 9 and Chapter 22. And the... Uh, um, illustrative criteria in chapter 22, 506.1. Um, staff is recommending that the project be referred to the architecture review committee for design refinement that will help the project better meet the applicable standards and guidelines. And with that, I'd be happy to stand for any questions you may have. Um, I, uh, Commissioner Klein, I had a question. I, I was noticing uh, there's a painted mur mural on the south side of the Ver Vermont Street Station, but it wasn't clear to me in the drawings if that would be with if the building would leave that open, like if there's a little courtyard to leave the mural exposed and, and allow people to see the mural or if it if the building is like abutting or next to how far it is, you know, from the, the Vermont Street Station the Side. building would go all the way to the property line, so there would be no space to view the mural. So there's no mural. I mean, the mural would be covered. Yes. Okay, thank you. 
And I did have a, let's see. This is a photograph that was included in your packet mm -hmm. of the Lawrence house that used to be adjacent to the Lucy Hobbs Taylor house. Um, and it burned down, I believe, in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. And that filled the entire lot we're talking about or half of it? It, it filled um, all the way, I believe, to the structure to the south. But there was a gap between it and the Lucy Hobbs Taylor House. And you can see that right here. Okay. I'd like to address the Vermont Street Station historic property, if I may. This is, I don't know if now is the time to do it. Um, I, I believe we should hear from the applicant. Okay. First. Is the applicant present? Yes. Good evening, Paul Warner, Paul Warner Architects. Um, we'll go easy on you tonight. We are happy to visit with the ARC um, to go over the materials. Um, appreciate staff's input. Um, feel like we got a good project for a vacant lot that's been there vacant for a very long time. I will say I'm catching a little flack. I've got a lot of people that really wish this was a four-story building. Um, so you guys can rest easy. Our client just wants three. Um, I'm glad it's not two. Um, as we all know, there's only so much land downtown. So, um, but I think three stories is appropriate. I think it fits. I think we've set it off from the building to the north enough. Um, so happy to visit about materials. Um, a couple things. Um, not all of you guys were on. I'll, I can leave this. We, we do actually the climbing gym on Vermont Street. We have approved metal panels for the addition. Fortunately, this building hasn't been built yet, but so there has been metal panels approved on Vermont Street. Um, like to think, you know, the library's got some pretty new materials, the parking garage. So somewhere down the line, there's got to be some new materials on some new buildings. Um, so we look forward to talking about that. Um, before everybody panics, I'd agree that board and batten is probably not appropriate on the downtown building. Um, the CMU, I think it'll probably help us when we're sitting around looking at a plan that it really is just off the alley and it's the parking garage. So, um, you know, on one hand, I think CMU for a parking garage seems appropriate. I don't think you'll, um, where we have it, I don't think the intention is you'll ever see it from Vermont Street. Um, but again, um, we look towards... Uh, visiting about um, the materials, um, the, the mural. We've thought about it. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna, I'm gonna get myself in trouble with the fire code and how I have to separate the buildings. I don't think I'm have any choice but to cover up the mural, but we have thought about if there's some options to replace it somewhere or, or an opportunity to do something else along those lines. Um, from that, I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Thank you. Does anyone have any questions for Mr. Warner? No? Okay, let's hear some discussion. Uh, Commissioner Klein, you're about to say? I wanted to uh, give some uh, important history. Um, the property um, that is currently the Vermont Street uh, Station was the property of Lemuel King, who was an extraordinary African-American born free in the state of Ohio. Uh, all of that property was his from the 1870s to um, around 1929, which is when the Skelly gas station was built. And that's why it's called the, the Vermont Street Station. 
off of Skelly. Um, he owned um, a livery, uh, stables, feed barn, and a King's Hotel was was the um, property um, to the south of the whole area. So um, I have been anxious to um, uh, have a marker placed on that property um, uh, in honor of Lemuel King um, so that people would know what it was before it became the Skelly Gas Station, before it became Vermont Street Station. So that's kind of an aside. But I guess what I'm saying is that the su Southern property is pretty special, was pretty special. Um, and then, of course, we know about the Lucy Hobbs Taylor home um, is incredibly special. Um, another question I had is, is anyone, um, I, I don't know who planted the the um, orchard. I don't know if that was the uh, previous uh, owners of Headmasters or if it's a different group. And I was, my question was, is it still being maintained or not? Um, it, was, it was our former mayor, Bob Shum. Um, he planted all the orchards so it okay. could be hope he's not listening, taxed as agricultural instead of commercial property. Um, I think it's still being maintained right now. Um, and I think people are starting to ask if they can salvage some apple trees or whatever. So that was my before. next question. Yes. So I think that is on people's heads that they would like to salvage yeah. the trees before somebody just kind of makes them go away. Yeah, because they many of them look small enough that they could be moved. Yeah, yeah. And they have not been there Great. that long. Thank yeah. you. Are there any other questions for the applicant? No? Uh, any discussion or would anyone like to make a motion? I think it's a great idea to send it to the ARC, but of course I'm... Um, one of the things I would like the ARC to consider um, is the height, the total height of the structure. Um, I'm, I am concerned that um, the three stories would be approximately 40 feet tall and the Lucy Hops Taylor building is 32 feet tall. I don't know if there's any leeway of eight feet that can be played with or not, but that would be something I would want the um, uh, ARC to, to pay attention to. And I'd also like them to pay attention to the mural too. I don't know if it's possible. Again, for, for some reason, I saw one of the, I recall looking at one of the the um, images um, on that side of the building, and it it looked to me like there was a a courtyard just where the the mural is, um, you know, for for people to sit, and and I, that's why it wasn't clear to me. So if there's any way at all possible to save the mural, um, I would like to see that done. Um, the mural talks about a Negro school. Um, I'm I, I suspect. I can't prove it yet, but I suspect that that might have referred to the Vermont Street School, which was a school built for black children in 1870. Um, and then it was turned back over to it, then it was turned over to white children um, and the black children moved to Chapel Street or Chapel School, Presbyterian Chapel School, which was located at between Ninth and Kentucky near the Central High School. I may, may be confusing things a little bit, but just to give you some background, I would be interested in knowing more about the mural and why why it says Negro School on it, um, if it is referring to the Vermont Street School and if that's where the school was located. Originally, I thought the Vermont Street School was further up on Sixth Street, uh, you know, near Sixth Street, closer to Sixth Street on Vermont, but I could be wrong. So I just wanted to, I would like the ARC to find out about that or to to see what they can do about it. Is my point? Do we know when the mural was painted? I don't recall. I don't recall either. Yeah, sure. 
But the fire was in the mid nineties. Yeah. Late eighties. Late eighties. Okay. Okay. Do uh, any other commissioners have any points of discussion? Would we like to make a motion? This is Commissioner Ezell. I move that we send it to the ARC. Thank you. I will second. Chair Coleman will second that. Let's take a roll call vote. Commissioner Haynes. Commissioner Haynes, aye. Commissioner Klein. Aye, as long as the other suggestions that I added to the ARC are included, are considered. Would you like to make a new motion? Well, I would like to, yes, if I may amend the motion to say um, that I move we approve this um, and rec rec we, I move that we recommend that this proposal goes to the go to the architectural review committee and that they consider lowering the height of the new structure and also considering if they might be able to save the, the mural on the well, on the north wall of the Vermont Street Station, if that's possible. And and uh, again, also deal with uh, reconsidering the materials and some design factors. That would be my motion. This is Jody Meyer. Uh, I think that those are things that can be discussed. I, I want to make it clear that, that my vote to send it to the HRC is not dependent on lowering the height of the building. So, I mean, as long as those are things, I guess, that they're considering, that's fine, but I'm not making it, a, I mean, I, I wouldn't consider that conditional on approval. I would agree with that statement. So you have a So motion. I guess the question is, there's, there's, there's been a motion in a second. We didn't take a vote on the original motion. We did and not. now Commissioner Klein has made a motion to amend her original motion, and we don't have a second on that yet. Right. So I will rescind my motion to amend. And we're back to Commissioner Izell's motion. Sorry if I got that confused about who did what on the first motion. Okay, my first motion was just to... Refer it to the ARC. And my second was that. So we can say that Commissioner Klein's motion was a discussion and we can go to a vote if there's no further discussion. Seeing none, we'll take a roll call vote. Commissioner Izell. Aye. Commissioner Haynes. Aye. Commissioner Klein. Nay. Commissioner Meyer. Aye. And Chair Coleman is aye. And we will take under your your items under consideration in the ARC, Commissioner yes. Klein. All right. Moving on to miscellaneous items. Item number one is 2111 East 15th Street. 
Um, what is our procedure now, Lynn? Do we do we revert back to the items that were at the beginning? Well, this was, um, and I believe Commissioner Haynes can correct me if I'm wrong, but his concerns and questions were also about the new development at 2111 East 15th Street, and then you have communications on this project as well. So perhaps the um, the best um, opportunity is for Commissioner Klein and then Commissioner Haynes to explain why they wanted to put this on the agenda and then have public comment for um, the communication that you received this afternoon and then any other comment that you might get, any other public comment. Okay, that sounds if I may, If I may go first, this is Commissioner Haynes. Um, I apologize if I was a little unclear in my communication. I don't have any official concerns about this project. I was uh, merely um, doing what uh, Chuck requested me to do, which was to forward the, his concerns in, in his emails to uh, our committee that falls under the heading of the museum and to, to uh, Jen Klein, Commissioner Klein, and to Lynn Zollner. So those are my only official roles in this. Thank you for that clarification. This is this is Commissioner Meyer. Uh, just to be clear about this, I mean, the communications and then the miscellaneous items. Basically, we are just we are receiving information from individuals. These are not action items, correct? Well, the um, as we discussed at your meeting last month, the Historic Resources Commission can comment. Um, zoning applications that go to the Planning Commission and the City Commission. And I believe um, after that discussion, Commissioner Klein had some additional information she wanted to discuss. And so it's not too late since you didn't take an action on this at the last meeting that you can discuss it and take an action on it this evening. Okay, this is Commissioner Meyer again, but we did we took an action by taking no action, so we don't necessarily have to take any further action unless somebody wants to. That's correct. Okay, thank you. Yes, and I um, believe that we came to that decision in our last meeting because it is a rezoning and we will because it's in the environs of the listed property at the Oak Hill Cemetery, we will see the development plans as they come through um, the process. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Well, per, yes, per, hopefully we will. Hopefully we'll know. Actually, My the next part of this process would be to do a site plan and that is an administrative process through the planning department and does not require review by the Historic Resources Commission. The next time you would see anything to do with this application would be when they submit for building permits. Yes. So the reason I uh, wanted us to talk about this issue, um, first off, the issue on 
The issue as it stands right now is that the developer is asking to have this property rezoned to uh, a multi RM32, I believe, um, which is a very large um, um, zoning, multi-dimensional, multi-family zoning, multi, it's a lot. Um, and so the, the rezoning plan that we have in front of us, as far as I can tell, does not say anything, does not address the impact of construction on Oak Hill Cemetery in that southeast corner, nor does it talk about, well, because our concern is Oak Hill, so I'm going to talk about Oak Hill Cemetery. Um, and there's nothing here that talks about the impact of construction, and I, it and it doesn't seem to me, I don't know every single step of the whole process, but as you just described, Lynn, it sounds to me like the HRC may not have an opportunity to talk about the potential impact of sandblasting a 10 to 12 foot high rock ledge on the the impact of, of that sandblasting on the southeast corner of the gravestones and monuments of Oak Hill Cemetery. That's my deepest concern right now as a HRC commissioner. Um, and I'm not seeing any, I'm not seeing anything that addresses that um, construction information, the impact of that sandblasting um, in front of the planning commissioners for next week on Wednesday, nor um, to any possibility of, of when we might, if, if we'll ever get to see this again. And I'm concerned about having the construction move forward and ha then having the damage done after the fact. And I don't want that to happen to Oak Hill Cemetery. Um, and you can see the contour map that um, was supplied. I don't know if you can put that on the screen or not. Anyway, um, but it's a rock. The reason it has, from what I can tell, the reason that property has not been developed in the past is because there's a lot of rock um, underneath it, um, including that corner. And there's also a flood, the agricultural um, property on the east side is a floodplain. And then where they would sandblast the, the rock ledge would be coming through where the, where the um, what's that called? Is that the creek, I think, that comes through there? And that's where, um, when there's heavy rains, that's where it floods. So... Um, there's multiple issues going on with this um, proposal, and the rezoning is the first step, and that's why I wanted us to talk about the potential impact of construction on the southeast corner of Oak Hill Cemetery. Okay. And I believe the in the rezoning process, it, it that, I mean, that's the first step, and it would be during the building permitting or maybe the site plan, depending on how heavy the earth movement is, if it results from that, um, where they would talk about the blasting and, and other things. So on, but on the site plan, um, or excuse me, the rezoning, is that the appropriate time to set the setbacks? Uh, you'll see the staff report suggests that we consider a larger setback, I think is what it's saying. Is that correct, Lynn? Yes, and I believe the applicant has agreed to a larger setback and 
they are in conversations. I'm not sure where those are with planning staff about reducing the overall density of the project to 20 units per acre. Okay. And I think this would be an appropriate time to um, receive the communication that we had on this project. Mm -hmm. Yes, it would. Because I feel like I don't have enough information right now. Right. Thank you, Chair and Commissioners. My name is Chuck Magrill, and I'm a uh, neighbor of Oak Hill Cemetery. I've lived in that location for a little over 40 years now, so pretty darn familiar with the place and familiar with the subject property that's being discussed here as well. As uh, Commissioner Klein mentioned, what I see when we look at the environs of Oak Hill, which is, I think, by all accounts, an extraordinary memorial area for our city and a great historic significance that uh, what we what we see in that photo with that rock cut through there for this concept plan as it's been proposed there would have to be a driveway coming through that area that's going to require quite a bit of blasting to remove 10 to 12 feet of rock burden to allow them to come to grade with 15th Street at that location. I'm not an expert at detonation. I don't pretend to be, but I think that it is a concern. We know that detonation oftentimes causes problems with foundations, concrete structures in the vicinity because of the seismic waves. There there are, are very plausible reasons to be concerned about some of the stability of the monuments in that part of Oak Hill Cemetery. And I think it would be appropriate for this body to comment to Planning Commission, urge, if, if nothing else, conditions be applied to establish the safety, the the sanctity of those memorials that exist in the cemetery since indeed this project and particularly that most dramatic part of blasting would be within the environs of Oak Hill Cemetery. Um, again, like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm a, a neighbor that's lived in that area and watched over that area quite a bit for decades now. And I would certainly welcome any questions or comments or anything of that sort that it may help to provide some insight with. Thank you very much. I I wonder how we know there's going to be lasting. I know logically, if you build a road from a street and that street has a rock ledge next to it, um, but when I'm looking at on the grading plan, it looks like it's pretty steep on the west side, but near the middle of the property where one of the roads is um, and maybe it looks like there's three roads, you know, it, right? Is no, you are correct. Okay. Yeah, there are. So there are four access points that are being described in this concept plan. And there had been others originally to the south going into the neighborhood that's uh, to the south of this project. Um, there will likely be access 
that is returned to that area because the fire department has made it known that they don't like not having access to three-story high-density apartment buildings. They need to be able to assure that they can bring ladder trucks in. And so they're going to pose conditions on this um, concept plan, as you see it right now. There are a lot of problems with this concept plan. So, I mean, to, to put a whole lot of faith in it is not very wise, but at the same time to ignore what is being presented is also not very wise. So what you see primarily on the west edge of that property is a driveway that is going um, to connect to 15th Street near the peak of that hill and immediately across from the corner of Oak Hill Cemetery. And again, the photo that you see with the, the measuring device that's indicating the height of that rock, that overburden at that spot. So it will require a lot of rock removal because the site line requirements for uh, coming, particularly coming onto a sloping hill like that uh, is going to be significant for traffic safety. So there will be a lot of rock removed from that area. And we know it will be blasted and not chipped. Generally, when you're dealing with large amounts like that, blasting is what's used to establish uh, the fractures that allow you to remove it. Yes. This, yeah, so th this is not getting a backhoe out and scraping some things away. This will be a more, uh, more involved project than that. Yes, I um, know that there are, you know, different methods of removing rock and different monitoring uh, safeguards that can be put into place on historic and other buildings to make sure that the rock removal is not uh, impacting those. I'm just not sure what the appropriate stage for the development is to um, to put that out there. Right. That's that's my question too. I because I don't want us to lose an opportunity to comment to the planning commission. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, the plan that we're currently looking at right now, because it's dealing with rezoning, part of what shocks me is that um, the planning um, office said that a traffic impact study, drainage study, downstream san sanitary sewer analysis and plan, whatever the rest of that means, was not applicable to the project, which in my view leaves out a heck of a lot of information. I mean, it's that's just uh, unfanciable to me that that they wouldn't have to provide basic information on that, even for a concept. I think those are site plan requirements. Well, again, after the site plan, will we have an opportunity to look at this? And I don't want to lose that opportunity for us to comment to the powers that be right. that we have concerns about Oak Hill Cemetery and about the potential damage that could be done with whatever process they're going to use to remove rock to create these entrances into the project that are right, like, as you say, one of the, the entrances is right at that southwest mm -hmm. corner directly across from Oak Hill. And I'm really concerned about that. 
Well, I think you're you're correct. You know, this body does not have the ability to uh, reject a rezoning request. Uh, technically, the planning commission does not even. The deciding body will be the city commission. However, each one of the commissions has the ability to make recommendations. And I think expressing concerns, we know that there are conditions that planning staff has placed on this rezoning application. So it's not inappropriate to add a request for an additional concern and condition having to do with the appropriate protection for the historic aspect of Oak Hill Cemetery. Not to mention the next door houses, <laughs> but I know that's not our purview, but you know, I'm, it's, it's a massive project. It's massive, and and I I just want us to take the opportunity. There are many problems with this project, and uh, its uh, progression is very uncertain. And uh, I may have mentioned in the email that um, you know there are. <laughs> you will not want to be here next Wednesday evening for the planning commission meeting. I know at this point there are somewhere in the fifty to sixty. Uh, public comments that have been prepared already, and that's the start of it. So uh, I, I pity the planning. I know they have a long meeting on Monday night as well, and then their Wednesday night meeting could be very lengthy. So you should feel blessed for your meeting this evening. And uh, But at the same time, I think this is something that does deserve the concern of this body because uh, we task the HRC with looking and caring for those aspects of the historic treasures in Lawrence and Oak Hill Cemetery by any measure is a historic treasure. I mean, it's the most famous people in Lawrence. That's where they are. Thank you. Any questions that I can help comment on at this point. I appreciate, again, Chair and Commissioners, I appreciate having the opportunity to express this concern, and I hope you will share the concern. And ideally, yes, that you will express that concern to the Planning Commission for their consideration. So, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do we, um, Lynn, do we have any ability to comment on or, or recommend um, because Oak Hill Cemetery is, you know, what it is, it is a, a landscape with, it's a, it's a cemetery. So there's a lot of landscape there. So can we put a recommendation on the rezoning that, um, says something about keeping landscape features or, or is it? Well, I, if I may, if, the, if we could send a letter recommending a condition to the rezoning that during construction, no impact would affect Oak Hill Cemetery. Mm -hmm. is, uh, this, is, is, this is Commissioner Meyer. I mean, that's a pretty vague recommendation. <laughs> I mean, I just, and, and I guess the question in my mind is, are, is, is the issue, when we're talking about the rezoning, is the issue about the density or is the issue about the manner in which the project is constructed or all of it? All of it. I mean, because obviously anybody's gonna have to take measures when they're doing the project. <clears throat> um, 
while we're at it, perhaps we could uh, recommend that the city actually maintain Oak Hill Cemetery because it's a mess, but that's another matter. And um, so this, if we go back to the staff recommendation, which I've lost, it says increasing the setback to 50 feet. Um, so I'd like to discuss that. I think that well, that's well along the western at western and southern property lines. So the western property line would be partially in the environs of Oak Hill. Right. The western and the southern. Right. But the, the southern would not be in the environment of Oh, the north, right. The northwest is. It's the yeah, it's the northwest. And then the trees, I believe, are well, the trees are everywhere. Um, I'm not sure exactly where the el the oldest trees are, but I know there's some two hundred year old trees on the property. Yeah, I I think we're treading on ground on kind of a th on this line between historic protection and um, and other things, and we want to protect the historic resource. That's that's our purview, but we also don't want to lose an opportunity to make our um, thoughts known. Exactly. So, yes, I think you're right. We need a letter that, but what does that letter say? Well, I would recommend a letter that says, at, that says um, addressed to the planning commission that we ask that you consider the potential impact of construction on the environs of Oak Hill Cemetery before you make your decision. I believe uh, Is that Commissioner Meyer thinking it should be more specific. Then do we want to say, please consider the um, impact of sandblasting, of destroying rock in order to build the proposed project should you decide to rezone it? We should use some more specific language about what. Please don't hurt the gravestones and monuments in Oak Hill Cemetery. I don't know what else to say. Uh, protective measures in place or monitoring or limit the use of blasting. Do not destroy the gravestones and monuments. Do not use any method, any construction method that would destroy or harm the gravestones and monuments in the environs of Oak Hill Cemetery. That's great. Aren't there houses that are much, much closer? Duh, yes, but we okay. can only talk about Oak Hill, all right? So I'm talking about Oak Hill. I just, I want the Planning Commission to remember that Oak Hill is a national treasure. Yes. A national state and a Lawrence treasure. Okay. So I don't know how much more specific we can get. Well, we, we know things that they might not think about, like right. vibration. Right. Like, of, go visit the southeast corner and look at how fragile a lot of those stones are. Mm -hmm. Like Charles Langston. Well, Charles Langston's on the ground, but but there's others, you know, standing up that, I mean, in terms of vibrations, that I mean, that I, I just can't, you know, I can't imagine the vibrations. I can't imagine what that would do. But I can't imagine that that the stones would not be harmed. Well, like I said, there are there is um, a way of chipping the stone out of the ground 
that does not require blasting, which also produces a vibration, but it's uh, it's less. Typically, they only do blasting when they're doing like a sanitary sewer, something that goes straight down narrow like this, where they don't want to. You know, if they're if there's just a hillside with rock or face, they can just go in and peel it out like this really easy. It's, we don't have granite or any. We don't have any hard rock. It's all real soft. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. The letter to the planning commission is: please be aware, please remember, please consider the potential harm, the potential impact that construction may have on the gravestones and monuments of Oak Hill Cemetery, which is on the National State and Lawrence Reg- Lawrence Register too, right? I know it's on the National and State. In Lawrence, it's okay. on all of them. It's a. It's our Arlington. Occurred to me that we didn't ask if there was any additional public comment on this item. I don't see any comment online. Okay, we don't see any. Um, so, Lynn, we would like to send a letter to the com- planning commission. And can you state what you would like the letter to say? And then I would draft the letter and send it to Chair Coleman to sign. Well, I believe the consensus is that, well, I don't want to speak. Yeah, is that we need to probably vote on the general language of the letter. Jody, do you have some, uh, Commissioner um, Meyer, do you have some recommended language to adjust? Not really. I, 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 this Commissioner Meyer, and I don't know that we need to take to take a vote on that, do we, Lynn? I mean, I think we can just direct you to do it. That would be correct. No vote is required. Right. <laughs> no vote is required. Great. Okay. I mean, I think what you're saying, Jeannie, is that you you want to you want them to take into consideration the construction methods and how that may impact negatively impact the Oak Hill Cemetery. Correct. I mean, if you want to simplify it. Correct. Because Oak Hill is in the environs. A part portion of Oak Hill is in the environs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as your recommendation says, Lynn, I think the maintaining the 50 foot setback and the trees would be our recommendation as well in drainage i'm an old stormwater lady so <laughs> i think drainage is a forthcoming issue coming down the pike mm-hmm. all right does that bring it to a close then um, I just wanted to acknowledge uh, another uh, letter that uh, we all received from Carrie Altenburn in regard to the um, stone pier. Um, and if uh, if there's a, I'm not sure how how to respond to that or how Lynn, how you might be responding to um, Mr. Altenburn on on that on his question here. He's wondering why, um, um, terms uh, specifically, what do you need to know? about the transportation of, of Lawrence is not already contained in the nomination. I was just curious what the. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll be in contact 
contact with him looking at transportation along Massachusetts Street and how it was important and how it existed and what type of transportation happened across the bridge, um, just basically what the transportation system was like when the bridge was constructed and how that changed with the construction of the bridge. And I think he sent me a lot of information on the historic bridge that answered the questions that I had when I was writing the nomination staff report. So hopefully we'll have all this information put together and it will be on your November agenda. Okay. Cause my concern was, um, um, you know, um, offering proof that, that the, um, the vestige of that pier existed during the 1882 um, lynching, which is is the whole point of the co- that the coalition is addressing here. Um, and my question was whether, my just from a historical standpoint, I just wanted to double check that that stone pier um, survived the 1903 flood. I know, and I know, 1903 really destroyed the north side of the bridge primarily, but I wasn't sure about how much it affected the south side and if it affected that south pier or not. And I do not know the answer to that. That was not submitted in the okay. combination information. Alrighty. And a lot of the information that um, was submitted after the fact came from questions staff had while drafting the nomination about the bridges and when they were built. Um, it is a unique object. We've not nominated an object to the Lawrence Register of Historic Places yet. So this is a learning curve for everyone. Um, since it is a remnant of an event that is significant, but it is also needs to be significant for the bridge. And so that was the remaining questions that staff had. And I believe they have addressed those except for doing a little bit of basic knowledge on the transportation system and how it interacted with the bridge. I thought the bridge went up like in the 1870s, as I recall. He went to say 1874, maybe? That sounds good. I can't remember. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, the first, the first bridge. Yeah. And I know you have photos of all that, of the first bridge. I do now. I did not have them with the original application. Okay. Great. So you're happy with the application now? Yes. Yeah, so we need a little bit more information about the transportation, but I think I can um, relay that to the coalition exactly what we're looking for. Okay. Okay. Then I would like to adjourn the meeting. So move. Wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Sorry, I had surgery on my foot two weeks oh, yeah. ago. And that's why I'm not there in person because it's just a real pain to get around on my knee scooter. So how's it going? <laughs> you okay? It's all right. It's all right. I had surgery on my Achilles tendon. So it's yeah. it's no no small, no small thing. Maybe next month. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks thank for joining from home. Thank you. Okay. Bye.